So I kind of said, okay, I got, I, I, Jesus, I guess I can do this. So I got up, I walked all the way to the front, knelt down, says, what do you want me to do? And he says, I want you to write about your pain and the pain you caused others. Tell them for me. A podcast brought to you by Road to Purity, where recovering sex addict Dan opens up to his son, David, about his journey towards healing and redemption. Whether you're battling addiction or know someone who is, this podcast offers a beacon of hope and a reminder that you're not alone in this fight. Tune in and let's navigate this journey together. Now, I continued in that group. And probably two months later, I and another guy in that group started to spin off, if you will, into the parish that was closer to us, because it was a ways away, um, of the same group. And then we were doing uh, uh, some Patrick Carnes materials and so forth in there. I'd also started some counseling um, with a, a, a great um, Christian counselor um, who had been a recovering addict himself. Um and then often in the um, small group that we had were doing now, I would share the stuff I was learning in counseling with the other guys. And I would share parts of my story and things, things like that as we were having discussions. And it came up, people kept telling me, oh, you should write a book. Mm. And I'm going, yeah, like I'm going to, I don't even like to read. How am I going to write a book? You know, I just don't, that's not going to happen. I don't read, I don't write, nothing. So, and they, but they kept coming up. And I'm thinking, too, at the same time, you know, every book that I've seen out there, that you know, what I've read a little bits of, is from guys who have a Ph.D. They're experts in the topic. They're counselors with, you know, with, have counseled a thousand men or whatever. And that's, that's the topic of these books, of these experts that are doing it. I don't have any of that information. All I know is, is talking to these guys in this small group, each, each addict, you know, um, sharing our stories. So, but it kept coming up and as I made it, you know, was continuing through this group, I'd say probably, you know, eight, 10 months or something through into my recovery into the group. Um, I was at the point to where I had a fair amount of recovery. And if, if anybody knows, you know, anything about the, the 12 step, uh, process, which is not exactly what we were doing, but just understanding the 12th step. The, the 12th step is that you need to share what you've learned and your story with others to guide other people through it. And it's kind of what you're supposed to do. Well, in that spirit of things, I had just this insatiable craving to say something to others. Like I felt like God was telling me, I need you to say something. I want you to do something. I had no idea what. I didn't understand. I just had this feeling I couldn't shake that I needed to do something or say something or I don't know what it was, but it wouldn't go away. And people again kept telling me, oh, you need to write a book. Oh, yeah, right. Well, I was at one point, I, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was, um, by God's humor, this will come to come to uh, uh, come clear in a couple of minutes here, but <laughs> I was... One of my businesses, I was I was selling books on Amazon um, as a business, and and I don't read, 
so that's a punchline in and of itself. <laughs> uh, but that's I was led to be doing this as a business to make some money. But anyway, I was sending an email to a friend of mine just explaining what was going on and, and, and so forth. And I told him that I have this feeling that I need to do something. God wants me to do something, and I don't know what it is. And people keep telling me I need to write a book. And I'm typing to him, and I'm saying, you know, I, said, I have no idea what, why that would happen. I don't even like to read, as you know. I said, the, the only thing I have to say, because I don't have the education, you know, the, all these other people, authors have. The only thing I have to say would be from one addict to another hmm. in the small group, us sharing our stories. And as I typed those words from one addict to another, I felt this hot, flushed feeling come over me. It was clearly the Holy Spirit, and it was something that's like, that's what I have to say. And that's the name of the book. It just all came to me at that same time. And I'm sitting there, I finished the email, I'm sitting there shaking, I, was like, I don't know what to do, I can't do this. And this had never happened to me before, but I had another strange experience. This internal voice bolder than I've ever heard anything in my life, said, I need you to do this for me. And I knew it was God, but I don't understand why. I hardly believed it myself, but I don't understand why or why. It's just, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. And he said, I need you to do this for me. He says it again. And and I start kind of talking, saying, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. I can't write a book. I don't know what to do. And And the voice said, I'll be here to help you. And I'm going, I don't know, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. And I start thinking, because now I'm selling them books on Amazon, like I said, that quite often on Amazon, there's this first looks thing that you can do. And you can click on and see some of the content and pages within a book before buying it. And I'm thinking people are going to be able to read part of my story and know about me without even having to buy the book. And so I got further scared about, I'm going to put my name out there, whatever. And I started thinking, Oh, well, I can put, like, what do they call that, a pen name? You know, it's not a real name. And, you know, the, the voice said, I need you to own it. Oh, I knew he was right. Well, okay, that that ended. I'm sitting there crying again because it's like I just, I'm floored. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how to do this. I know what I have to do, but I can't do it, but I have to. And, you know, on and on. And I'm sitting there doubting myself, did this really happen? So I actually spent, I didn't start the book right away. I spent the next year going from priest to priest to spiritual director to spiritual director telling this story, looking for someone to tell me that, oh, no, this doesn't really happen. God doesn't talk to people this way anymore. No, this is probably just something that you had in your imagination or whatever. No, every single person told me, well, sounds like something you need to do. <laughs> I told my wife the same thing. She goes, well, sounds like something you need to do. I said, well, this story, is it involves you and everything, everything I've done to you and whatever. She goes, well, if God told you to do it, you need to do it. Well, I still didn't believe it. I'm still doubting it. But I can't get it out of my head because it was so clear. And I then met with this other priest who was a 
expert in mysticism and, and, and these kinds of things. And I, and I thought, okay, he'll know. He gets this kind of thing. You know, he, he's, a, he's an expert in this area. So I met with him, and I told him my story. And he, he tells me, he says, well, what do, you, what do you need from me? And I started to tell him, so, well, I've told this story to, you know, like a dozen other priests and spiritual directors. And, and he kind of interrupts me, and he goes, well, that's your first mistake. You tell a dozen different people, they're going to get a dozen different answers. And I stopped and said, well, no, they all said the same thing. You need like, sounds like something you need to do. He pauses, gets right in my face, and he says, what are you talking to me for? <laughs> so, it's like, okay. Well, I met with one more spiritual director friend of mine and told him the whole story. And oddly, as anybody that gets spiritual direction kind of knows... Spiritual directors aren't real poignant and clear. They will kind of say, well, what kind of movement did you have when you prayed about this? What are you thinking in your heart? What is going, you know, this kind of stuff. Well, I was meeting with this guy and he's kind of, we started the same way. And then right out of the blue, just says very specifically, well, here's what you do. You spend five days and go to adoration for an hour and write for two. And after five days, you'll have your answer. Very prescriptive, very just, just exact what you have to do. Go do this. Wow. Okay. Well. So. I think it was the next day or two. I, I went to our adoration chapel. And went in there. There's, you know. Eight, ten people in there. Something like that. And I go sit in the back. You know, sit in adoration. Like I said. So I'm sitting for an hour. I'm there probably a good 45 minutes. Nothing. I got nothing, not even a stirring, no, no idea. And then I had this thought, I, looking back, I suspect the Holy Spirit, of maybe I should ask, <laughs> okay, <clears throat> Jesus, what do you want me to do? Instantly, the same voice that said, I need you to do this for me, says, I want you to come closer. Huh? I want you to come closer. And I knew, just no doubt about it, I want, he wanted me to walk all the way up in front, from the back, kneel right in front of him. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, there's like 10 people in here, and I've been here for 45 minutes, and I suddenly get up and walk up front. People are going to look at who is this guy? Why is he doing this? I'm, I'm feeling self-conscious. I can't do this. I'm not, I don't, I don't want to do this. Within the next 60 seconds, everybody except I think two people got up and left. They just left. So I said, okay, I got, I, I, Jesus, I guess I can do this. So I got up, I walked all the way to the front, knelt down, says, what do you want me to do? And he says, I want you to write about your pain and the pain you caused others. I'm immediately thinking to myself, you couldn't pick something easier? <laughs> now, he said that, and, and it wasn't any words, but I got this very clear, distinct feeling. It's like, okay, you can go now. And I left, and I started writing the book, and I continued that 
routine. Now I got to say that chapter on pain was the last chapter I finished. It was the hardest chapter I wrote. Mm. Um, now, one of the things that happened when I was writing the book, I was probably two thirds done or, th or more. And I would, I would dictate in cause I, I'm a horrible typer cause I don't write whatever I, I would dictate into a, a, an app to, to write it and I have to go back and edit it and so forth. And there's a part in the book that I was talking about this story of experience in counseling I had where it was a different counselor. I, my wife went to this counselor, a very intensive Christian counselor a week long. And, um, it was very specialized, very intense, um, special thing, uh, that I'm not going to get into here, but, and then basically when we, when we got home after a week of intensive counseling in the middle of that night, I woke up and I said, there's something in here in our room. Hmm. And all the, all this was before, um, I started this book, you know, by the way, um, and it was, and it was something, it's like, there's something in here, something scary. I was freaking out. She didn't sense it, but she was freaking out just because I was and so forth. And we called some good friends of ours. Obviously had to be good friends at two o'clock in the morning. They prayed with us. Um, it went away. Well, I was talking about that, writing about that event in the book. And I was editing through it and thinking about, okay, this sounds kind of hokey. Is anybody going to believe that this happened? You know, I'm talking about demons or something. You know, it was like kind of, uh, you know, I really didn't follow that kind of stuff then. And I felt this cold, dark presence on my left side as I'm sitting in front of the computer editing the book. And it said to me, those were my helpers. I'm here now. And I don't like what you're doing. Mm. I about came unglued. I was freaking out. I was thinking to myself, oh, he's here. He's here now. I can't, he's, what do I do? He's here. I, I, I just, I mean, I believed it was Satan personally here. Uh, I couldn't see him, but I could felt, I felt the cold, dark presence on my side. Uh, and I could hear him. And I, for whatever reason, I had the wherewithal to stop and, and just say, Jesus, what do I do? Mm. And I heard him say, come to me. And I knew I needed to go back to this adoration chapel, the one where I asked him, what do I do? So I got up to start to leave and I figured, oh, he's going to, I'm going to leave him back. He's going to crash my computer or something and I'm going to lose all my work. So I figured, well, I know I'll email it to myself. And that way it'll be out kind of an email land and whatever, where I can get it wherever, <laughs> something. Now, the the I, the attachment failed twice. And by the third time, I finally got a successful attachment in the email to send it to myself. Why it was a, why the email wouldn't attach, I don't know. I guess maybe I do. But anyway, it, it's, I finally got that done, and I took off. I'm driving over, driving to, to church. All the while, I'm going, God, why are you doing this? Why do you, why are you letting me see this? Why are you letting me hear experiences? I'm not supposed to know this stuff. This is not something I'm supposed to hear or know, whatever. Why, why are you doing this to me? Mm -hmm. Well, I get to church, uh, walk in the adoration chapel. I take about 
10 steps in, maybe less, I feel him leave me. I thought I left him at the house, mm. but he went with me. I felt, I just felt the presence leave me. And I'm going, oh, I didn't know he was with me. Mm. And I turned and I looked at the monstrance. And up until that point, like I said, I'm a Catholic convert. I learned this is, this is the body and blood of Jesus Christ. This is who he is. And it's like, okay, I believe it because they said so. Because this is what they teach. But when I experienced Satan leaving me and running out the door, when I walked in the chapel and I turned and looked at Christ, I sat there and went, that's really him. Mm. For the first time in my life, I actually got that it was him. It went from my head to my heart. I understood it, but now I knew it. I experienced his power. His power in making the enemy flee. Well, I went in, sat down, shaking, disturbed, whatever. And... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to just lose it right there, but, you know, there's that other person in there that, that uh, the token person or whatever that's supposed to be there. Um, and for whatever reason, looking back, I guess I know the reason, but she just got up and left. And I was in there alone. Looking around, there's nobody there. I'm there alone. So I just started crying and... I don't know why, I just started saying, Mama, hold me, Mama, hold me. Mm. I didn't have a relationship with Mary before. I, I just, just cried out to Mary. And I'm, I'm crying for like 10 minutes. Um, then kind of, it kind of come, I get myself together, stop, whatever. And then that woman comes back in. And for whatever reason, God made this happen, this whole experience, to let me know that he is there, he is real. And to give me the opportunity to cry out to his mother. Hmm. To give me that freedom to do that. By whatever, having that lady go off to the bathroom or something. Whatever it was, I don't know, just she left. So anyway, um, that, you know, that finished, I, I went through, ultimately finished the book, self-published it on Amazon, um, so it's out there, and um, when I finished the book, I went back into adoration, and I said, okay, I'm going to go tell God that I, I finished it, and I'm done. So I sat in adoration, I said, you know, okay, God, I did what you said, I finished the book, and I'm done. That same voice that said, I need you to tell them for me, or I need, I need you to do this for me, that same voice said, okay, now it's time to get started. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm going, I don't know, what do you want from me? I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do here? Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. 
If you have any topics you'd like us to discuss in future episodes, shoot us an email at ask at roadtopurity.com. Don't forget to visit our website, roadtopurity.com, for all our free resources and affordable programs to help men and women who are looking to grow in sexual purity. We rely on donations to keep doing what we do, so if you'd like to support Road to Purity, please consider donating at roadtopurity.com forward slash donate. Thanks again for your support. God bless.